Masechet Nazir Daf Kaf Zayin. We're still on the Mishnah about unallocated versus allocated coins. What we saw, if someone has allocated coins for their uh, nizirut um, sacrifices, allocated, that he's saying this is going to be for each type of korban that the person needs, and then they become superfluous because, for example, a woman whose husband had annulled her nizirut. What are you going to do with these allocated coins? So the hatat coins, that allocated for hatat, you can't use for anything else. You have to throw it into the Dead Sea. However, if the coins were not allocated, and then, then you can use all the coins for communal voluntary offerings. That was this um, a tradition, Halachal Mashemi Sinai, that because it's mixed up with everything else, it's not designated specifically for hatat, so it's okay. You can use it for communal offerings. All right, so by, regarding coins, that's a very clear distinction. <clears throat> but now we're wondering, what about other items? What if it's a kosher, unblemished animal? An animal uh, that you can offer on the, on, on the, on the, on, uh, on the altar. And you designate and you say this these animals are going to be for my um, my off my uh, nizirut offerings but you don't designate that this animal is in particular for that or this or for that so there everybody agrees that you would file you would um, designate the animal that's fitting for each type of korban, even if I didn't say so. So therefore the the female is going to be a shalamim the male is going to be an olah because that's what that's what they're used for, and um, uh, so if it's the right kind of animal, it's going to be for that, even if you didn't say so. So even if they're not officially al uh, allocated, it's considered as if it's allocated. All right, that's a pretty simple example because they are, after all, sacrificial animals. Now, question is, what about a blemished animal? Blemished animal, you can't sacrifice that very animal, so therefore it's going to be its value. We're going to redeem it for money. So is that considered similar to money? And if the animals altogether were unallocated, I said these animals or this and however many it is, um, could be one cow, is going to, but it's blemished, but is going to be for all of my uh, sacrifices. Uh, um, so is that considered like unallocated funds? And therefore I can sell the animal and use all of the money for communal voluntary offerings. Or because it's an animal, um, it's uh, therefore like allocated, and then I have to take that portion of it that could be for hatat and throw that into the Dead Sea. So this was a machloket between two Rav Nachmans. Uh, Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak said it's allocated. Rav Nachman uh, Stam said it's unallocated. All right, good. Now we're going to question this. Um, it's, we're going to see a child question and answer between Rav Shimi Barashe is going to ask a question and Rav Papa is going to answer it. And um, Rav Shimi Barashe agrees uh, with Rav Nachman that really blemished animals should be called unallocated. And his challenge is going to be from birds, which he also thinks the same thing should be unallocated. Whereas Rav Papa is going to defend the position that the blemished animals uh, should be called allocated. All right, so let's see the challenge here inside. He asks, what is the reasoning of the various rabbis that we saw before, the various opinions here, brought different items, 
and they said uh, there was machloket uh, among these rabbis about which ones are included or not included, but taking them all together, uh, they had the idea that ma'ot means coins, cash, and one rabbi said, and not an animal, that animal is considered allocated, and not how about a, a, a silver ingot, um, so that also they said, no, only coins, but in God is like something allocated. It's not fungible like cash. And then another said uh, coins and not a pile of, uh, of beams. A pile of beams is like an item, not like cash. So, right, they, each one was <clears throat> excluding from cash different things. And so for all those things, um, like everybody agrees regarding the pile of, uh, pile of beams, that a pile of beams that I said, I'm going to use all these beams for my various sacrifices, that that's considered, um, that that's, that that's considered uh, allocated, even if I didn't allocate anything. I just said I'm going to use all of these for, for my sacrifices, um, and uh, that person dies or no longer has to bring a korbanot for nazir. I have to take a portion of that a monetary value and throw it into the sea um, because it's not a fungible thing like ma'ot and the oral tradition is only for money. This is okay. That's summarizing what we said before. So what's the reasoning for Rabbanan? Because they say ma'ot, ma'ot specifically and not anything else. Wait a second. Well, then I should apply the same thing to birds and say only money is considered unallocated. If it's unallocated, it has a special designation and I can use it all for korbanot, but not birds. And birds should be like animals um, that they are considered allocated. Um, so you should say that too, right? That's what you would say. And I know you're going to say that, yes, indeed, birds um, is going to be considered allocated even if I didn't allocate it. But I have a contradiction to that. If you have um, a, a misora who has to bring uh, two birds, and one's going to be for hatat, and one is in ola. Now, uh, so who's going to designate which is which? I have usually a pair that are in a nest, and so I'm going to take both of these birds. So how are you going to, how are you going to designate them? Well, there's two options. Either the owner can designate them, right? When he, he, he chooses them, he says, I want this one to be ola, this one to be hatat. He should make a, he make a, uh, a note of which one is which, right? Put a tag or something so you don't mix them up. He can do that, and then he'll give it to the Kohen. He says, oh, I already designated this Chatat, this is Ola. Or he can not designate them and leave it to the Kohen to designate them. And then he says, listen, I'm, I brought these two birds, you decide. And then the Kohen will look at them and they'll decide, um, this will be Chatat and this will be an Ola. So you could do it either, either way. What do you see from this source, from Rav Chista, that birds can be non-allocated, right? Before, the, if the owner doesn't allocate them, then they are not allocated, and you can use them for whatever you want. See? So birds should be more like cash. That's, this is Rav Shimi's uh, uh, opinion. And now he, 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 further, he, he further explains himself. Now, if we ask about the statement of Rav Chista, why should this be so? Don't we know that the oral tradition is only about money? We're assuming now that the oral tradition that we said above about Nazir and the unallocated funds being used for 
for um, korbanot, uh, superfluous unallocated funds being used for voluntary communal offerings. We're assuming now that that applies also to misora and uh, misora. Yeah, we would know the same, similar thing that if I if you designated money and he said this two hundred dollars is going to be for both of my birds, so then you can give it to the kohen and says, hey, and you go get um, uh, birds for this amount of money. So certainly that can remain undesignated. So wait a second, the halacha that halacha Sinai is only for birds. So how come Rav Chista applies is it for to actual halacham uh, 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 only applies to money? How come Rav Chista applied it to birds also? Obviously, it is the same, and birds should be considered like unallo- unallocated birds should be like unallocated coins, right? So he's proving from a, from a comparison to mesora that here also birds can, should be considered unallocated and therefore blemished animals also. I know that Halakha Meshim Sinai says money, but money is just an example of something that is not, that it's not, a, it's not the animals themselves, right? Kosher, unblemished animals. And other things also, birds, blemished animals, it's their monetary value, so it should be the same as money. And therefore, according to Rav Shimi Barasheh, we should follow Rav Nachman, and birds and blemished animals should be considered unallocated. That's his challenge to Rav Nachman Bar Yisrak, and Rav Papa is going to respond to it. So wait a second, Papa. So according to you, you say birds and even animals should be considered, um, should be considered like unallocated. What are you going to do with this Mishnah? Comes, it's going to come up later in Nazir. That if a person brought three animals and didn't designate them, so they're not designated. So that which is uh, useful, which is uh, the proper animal for a hatat, so they make that a hatat. The animal, that is the correct animal for an ola, the male, um, you, uh, you bring an ola. That which is for a shelamim, a female, that you're going to bring as a shelamim. So why? why how, how would you explain that Mishnah? Um, you, after all, said that a behemah is not like uh, allocated. You said animals also should be like unallocated things. Um, so therefore, this is a counterproof to you. You see that animals are considered automatically automatically allocated and therefore birds also should be uh, automatically a- allocated so i have a good source too you brought a source you brought Ravchista. i brought a mishnah so that's the papa's counter all right Rav Shimi says hold on not so fast hatam listen what's Ravchista's source Ravchista didn't make this up he has a source from a pasuk so he's one-upping him not only mishnah i have pasuk the pasuk. Um, this is in the in the context of mesora. Uh, it says that uh, the owner will, um, if he's poor, velakach kebes echad Hashem lutna lechafel saron lechad balul ushne torim. So he could bring kebes and two birds. So he takes them. That means he designates them. Later on, uh, it says that the kohen veasa et echad min torim that the kohen will prepare them. And so you see, this means that the Kohen is the one doing it. He's the one that, t- that can designate it. From these two words, that's how we learn that uh, this is the halacha for birds. So I know for sure 
birds are considered unallocated until either the owner or the owner doesn't have to do it it could be pushed off to later the owner doesn't do it they're considered unallocated so i know for sure um, that that's true for birds. The the Torah himself, the Torah itself, right? Hashem himself says you can designate it by the owner or push it off and let it remain unallocated until the Kohen makes it. And also regarding uh, animals. Here, if the animals are kosher, unblemished animals that happen to be the correct type of animal, well then, of course, I would agree that that's going to be considered allocated because, after all, what are you going to do? The, the, um, this uh, hatat, um, are, are you going to make it an ola? One is a nekeva, one is a zachar. An ola has to be a male, and this animal is a female. So, obviously, you're not going to bring this, the, the one that for a hatat is going to be a hatat, ola is going to be an ola. It's they're, they're pre-designated, even if I don't allocate it, um, by saying anything, it's just obvious by the type of animal. So your Mishnah is completely different. I would agree, of course I agree, agree with that Mishnah. But in a case where, like pigeons, they're unidentified, they're, they're um, the same types, and either can they're interchangeable, or in the case of blemished animals where also it's interchangeable because only the monetary value that's important. In those cases, I think they should be like unallocated funds and you should be able to uh, use the funds for to sell it and use them all for um, communal offerings, and you shouldn't have to throw anything into the Dead Sea. All right, so he, he questions and he responded, and that's the end of that discussion. Now, Rav Hamnuna is going to challenge Rav Nachman. Uh, so Rav Nachman, remember, was on this side. So Rav Shim Barashe was tra- challenging Rav Nachman by Yitzchak. Um, Rav Hamnuna is going to challenge Rav Nachman. He's the one that said that blemished animals are considered unallocated. If they're not allocated, that's the same as, as coins that are unallocated. Here we're going to have a challenge. Mativ Rav Hamnuna. Can you really say that an animal that is uh, has a blemish is like unallocated funds? So that if you didn't allocate that the worth of this animal is for a hatat, the worth of this animal, then you can use it like unallocated funds and you can sell them all and use everything for communal voluntary offerings. Is that true? Tashema. So we have a Braita that teaches, in what case can a son use money that was allocated by his father for Nazirut, and let's say the father died and wasn't able to use it, in what case can the son use that same money? Okay, the Braita as we have it here is truncated. We're missing half of it. Uh, the full Braita appears on Daf Lamid. Uh, so I'm going to fill in based on that, which is what the Rishonim do. And there's a distinction between case where the father and the son were Nazirim at the same time while the father was alive, and when only the father was a Nazir died and then the son took over. If the uh, father alone was a Nazir, and then he allocated his funds and then died. The son can, in that case, say, you know what? I want to be a Nazir on condition that I will use that of my father. 
that's fine. And that's what it says here. I'll be a Nazir as long as I can use my father's money. That's fine because the father dedicated the money. He didn't get to use it. The son said, I'll pick up on it. I'll use that money. I'll be a Nazir. That works. However, if they were both alive at the same time, if they were both decided to be at the same time, and the father designated a money for his nizirut, in that case, the father has an obligation, the son has his own obligation. In that case, if the father dies, the son cannot then say, oh, well, I want to use that money. No, the son had his own prior obligation before the father died, so he cannot use that money. That's at least one interpretation of this braita. Um, so the continuation here is following the case that doesn't work, and since it does not work, the son cannot use it. If the father never allocated it for each animal, then you use it all for communal voluntary offerings. But if the father had animals and he designated the animals, this is chata, this is ola, then then the chatat, we have to leave it to die, starve it to death. The ola you can offer as an ola, the shalamim you can offer as a shalamim, as we said before. Okay, so that's the end of the braita. Now, there's a gap in the braita because it talks about unallocated money and it talks about allocated animals. So what about the case of unallocated animals. That's the one we're interested in. So, even though the Baraita doesn't say it, Rav says, My uh, Since it actually doesn't say what type of animal it is, it says just behema mufreshet. It sounds like whether it has a, whether it's um, kosher animals that are unblemished, or even if it's a blemished animal. And the point of the, of the and we can infer from the Baraita, that a blemished animal would be um, the same law that we consider that to be allocated. And so therefore, based on this braita, uh, to go back here, right, a blemished animal sounds like that should be considered allocated because it's not money. On the braita only says that money, cash, you can use for voluntary offerings. But then it said animals is all, all seems to follow this. And it doesn't say blemished or unblemished. Sounds like any animals we're going we're gonna to put into the allocated category, and that's why you have to um, let some die. <clears throat> um, and if it was a, a blemished animal, so you'd sell it and put that money into the Dead Sea, right? Isn't that a good proof? And we say, no, la temima. No, the second part of this baraita is only about an unblemished animal. That's what it does sound like because it says tamut, that that's what you do to the actual animal and the other ones you actually sacrifice. So they are... They are um, unblemished. So then we counter, wait, what are you going to say? So it's like uh, an, a blemished animal that's not allocated is like money that's not allocated? Then why did it say money, ma'ot, coins? It should have said, made a distinction, a finer distinction, and, and talked about animals that have a blemish, all those gold in Dava, then of course I would know money. And uh, to distinguish between that and animals that are not blemished, and then you, you use it for, um, as it says here. So how come the Mishnah didn't, how come this Baraita didn't say unblemished animals, if it could have given a bigger chidush? And the answer is, In fact, that is what the Baraita means to say. And, and a, a blemished animal, 
For what is it holy? If I consecrate a blemished animal, obviously I'm not consecrated, consecrating it for its Kiddushat HaGuf, but only for Kiddushat Tamim, only for its monetary value. So therefore, an, a blemished animal is the same as cash. It's cash, cash value. So when it says ma'at, you should read that. If you had ma'at or its equivalent, which is a blemished animal. So it's implied directly into the Braita. And that's how we can uh, resolve that question and uphold Rav Nachman's opinion that in fact the blemished animal is just like uh, coins and uh, if they are unallocated then um, one can uh, sell them and take all the money and use it for communal offerings. All right, we're going to have one more challenge um, in this series, but that is going to quote a long, very long baraita that's going to go well into the next stuff. So we'll continue with that uh, tomorrow. Baruch Adonai Amen